When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Off Topic Hot Topic, a bonus episode of the Hunting Seasons podcast. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Paul Mitzi. And I'm Liam Gordis. The cape might still find a second life on cable, and I'll tell you why. Off Topic Hot Topic. Uh, that's whatever you were talking about for you. In case you don't know, Off Topic Hot Topic is where we talk about the headlines of the TV and entertainment world and discuss the stuff we've been watching, reading, playing and generally consuming. You should also know that we love getting topic suggestions from our listeners, so if you'd like to contribute a question, topic or story to Off Topic Hot Topic, you can do so by emailing us at contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com and don't bother tweeting at us. No, you can tweet us at huntingscast, though who knows how much longer. Uh, How are you doing, boys? Thanks for joining me once again. Damascus oh, yeah. bailed at the last minute, so Liam, <laughs> thanks for subbing in. Literally 10 minutes ago, you, you, you <laughs> rang me and said, hey, what are you doing? Thank God you're not doing anything of importance, that's good. Uh-huh. All right, it's let's true. start with some <laughs> headlines, uh, starting with news in full up. Whoa, what? It's, I know. It's back. Oh my God. back. Peacock has tapped famed Dead Like Me, Pushing Daisy, Star Trek Discovery and Hannibal showrunner uh, Brian Fuller, obviously, to head their Friday the 13th prequel series, Crystal Lake. Are you boys, A, fans of uh, Friday the 13th, B, fans of Brian Fuller, and C, looking forward to this? I uh, am a fan of Friday the 13th. I've watched all the originals. I didn't watch like the newer, like early 2000s or whatever that was, reboot. But the original, like, 70s Friday the 13th, I had a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Fuller, yeah, like, Pushing Daisies, fantastic. Um, I don't know if I want a prequel series to Friday yeah. the 13th, though. Interesting, like, isn't it? No appeal to me whatsoever, I have to say. Liam? I've never watched Friday the 13th. I All things I know about Brian Fuller are from this segment. Uh, no, I have, I have, list- I have watched um, Hannibal. Um, I watched all of that. Weirdly, I think it was during lockdown. It was okay. Uh, so you've I, I never hear- watched Pushing Daisies. Never watched Pushing da- Pushing Daisies. And the more I hear about Brian Fuller, the less I want to watch his stuff. <laughs> That's the problem, right? Like, is I forgot this to is mention like that Brian- rundown American Gods as well. Uh, um- yep, that counts. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, do you it, recommend him, Paul? Is that it? Uh, recommend Brian Fuller as a person. Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why I don't like him. I think he's recommending <laughs> Pushing Daisies at this Pushy point. Pushing Daisies and Hannibal. is fantastic. You've yeah, seen yeah, Hannibal. Is, is he yeah. supposed to be awful in real life? Uh, I've I don't this. think so. I, I don't think there's any suggestion he's awful in real life. I, I'm not doing this because I think Brian Fuller is a bad person. I, I've been making the News and Fuller segment because he keeps getting... Uh, it keeps quitting or being fired from his show running jobs. Like every 
second day when we were doing the new segment, Brian Fuller was no longer the showrunner and becoming the showrunner of a different show he would no longer be the showrunner of. So it's now just a <laughs> countdown to when Brian Fuller will no longer be the showrunner on Poor Crystal guy. Lake. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, the count is on. How many days will it be? Uh, looking forward no, to that. Let's take All our right. bets. Let's take our bets. Yeah. How many, oh, yeah. So how long is it going to be? Is it going to be before the first season comes out, like Star Trek Discovery? Is it going to be after season one, like American Gods? Is it going to go longer than that? I reckon it's going to be halfway through the first season. They're filming it halfway through. He's done. My bet is that he'll actually stop being showrunner when the show is cancelled after one season. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. That's my bet. Paul? Yeah, I um, am predicting two episodes in, he'll get replaced by Joss Whedon. <laughs> Whoa. I think that Write is that a... Down. Listen, that's that's a long odds bet. If you pick that one, you're going to pick up a lot of money for it. That'd be... Uh, get some good value out of that one. Uh, all right. In other headlines, Vale uh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, she's unfortunately passed away since the last time we recorded an off-topic hot topic. Star of stage and screen, and most notably on TV as Jessica Fletcher of Murder, She Wrote. She passed away at the age of 96. Um, do you guys have any particular fond memories, favourite roles for Angela Lansbury? Yeah, I mean, bed knobs Ms. and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks is my go-to as well. Well, Mrs. Sure. Potts, I mean... I, like Beauty and the Beast, she's amazing. I don't um, think I realised that she was Mrs. Potts when I was that age. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. But like, you I know now. Saw, I know her now. I know that now. But like, it wasn't like a oh, remember her in Beauty and the Beast because I didn't see her face. You know. Whereas Bedknobs and Broomsticks, we had. Fun, I, I feel like we had fun memories, brought of watching that movie. It's fun that the last two times I've seen something with Angela Lansbury, it was both at, was at the end of a career and the very start of a career in. When she did a cameo in Mary Poppins Returns, yeah. because I, Judy, Julie Andrews was too busy being the voice of the Kraken in Aquaman. And <laughs> so then stupid. when we recently watched for our movie club, Gaslight, which was her first yeah, film right. role, I believe. Mm. Um, so, I've seen the full oh, spectrum of Angela Lansbury. <laughs> yeah, I also love- Real copy you know, accent. <laughs> you know those, uh, those memes that are like, take someone's name and then slightly alter it to be like- like the Angela Lens Clean and Angela Lens Blurry oh. is possibly my favourite one of those. The one of my favourites. Um, I also have to recommend her exercise video that she did in the eighties, uh, which you can oh. watch on YouTube. Um, Excuse me, guys, and- I can't do this anymore. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a segment from that exercise video where she's having a bubble bath and talking about her sexuality, which is like an amazing thing to watch so um it's on the exercise video yeah well because it's all about like uh people of a certain age like being in touch with their bodies um but yeah if you youtube angela lansbury like bubble bath or bathtub you'll you'll find it It, i'll try and put in the show notes if i remember to do it every time we do one of these off-topic hot topics, about an hour after we finish, Paul sends us both a message with a link to something on YouTube. (laughs) This is what it's got to be. Excellent. Uh, In similar news, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, longtime voice actor of Batman from the animated series through to the Arkham City games and beyond. Um, I didn't really know Kevin Conroy. I'm not sure he was known for much else. He probably did voice roles in other places. He probably had um, live-action acting roles now, but definitely his Batman became iconic. Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker opposite Conroy, tweeted, He was one of my, my favourite people on the planet. 
I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him. His decency shone through everything he did. Every time I saw him or spoke to him, my spirits were elevated. Um, so, sad news there. Do you guys have any particular fond memories of his Batman? Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching the animated series, mm. which, uh, you know, is to this day one of the best depictions of the character, I think. Um, was, was he the, uh, the guy that voiced him in um, Harley Quinn as well? Not in the in the no no the Harley Quinn Batman is um not him no okay that's uh, they're all stunt casted those ones I'm pretty sure mm. um I'm not sure I I reckon I could tell you who's the guy he's one of the guys from the Drew Carey show I think does the voice of Batman Craig in- Ferguson. Which one's he? Who did he play? <laughs> no, he's the, he's the Scottish one. It's not him. No, no, no. Oh, not Craig Ferguson. No, it wasn't Meredith's dad. No, not not Craig Ferguson. <laughs> Meredith's dad. Meredith's dad was uh, Billy Connolly, mate. Ah, uh, no. I well, he is in. He, he is, is in one Brave. of them, though. He is in Brave. Uh yeah, one of those guys. I'm pretty sure is the voice. I'll, yeah, I don't not know the one that was head. on. On not the one anyway. who's on Whose Lines Anyway, the other one. <laughs> not Drew Carey. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, Mimi. So I, it was Mimi. It was Mimi. No, he... Uh, definitely for me, probably. I didn't watch the animated show that much, but um, his stuff in the Arkham games is the bit that stands out for me. Platinum, those three games. They were great. All right. Elf-eared listeners may have noted that I went with a community quote into the intro for a second off-topic hot topic in a row, and with good reason. We've moved from the dream of a community movie remains alive phase to Peacock has officially announced that a community movie is in the works. Joel McHale, Danny Pudi, Alison Brie, Gillian Jacobs, Jim Rash, Jim Rash, sorry, and Ken Jeong are all announced to be returning. Although Yvette, Yvette Nicole Brown and Donald Glover have not yet been officially announced, uh, signs are good they'll also return in some capacity, except doesn't like Chevy Chase will be coming back, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure about any of the main characters that were added in seasons five and six at this point. Uh, apparently, there was a bit of a bidding war with multiple networks in competitions to, to secure the rights, which is a bit exciting. Mm-hmm. No idea on the story, nor when we, we can expect it to arrive. Uh, also, no idea on who will direct the movie. But they've had some pretty incredible directors on the show, including Justin Lin, uh, Richard Ayawadi, and the fucking Russo brothers, who directed probably the the most of any directors on the show. Imagine. So they've got some pretty big names to potentially tap there. Imagine if the Russo brothers came back for this film. I, I That would be amazing. I know they're very, 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 very busy these days. Um, not doing Marvel stuff, but doing lots of their own stuff. But... They they really I mean they directed the pilot they really set the tone for what that show looks and feels like it would be perfect if they what did be, I think it would be the best option and the most meta thing they can do is Abed standing there alone and then he just hears Abed on your left and then Troy comes out <laughs> <laughs> ooh that's not a bad idea uh, you had it here first guys you had it here first. <laughs> Are we excited for the community movie? Oh, of course. Yes. Like, like, we've been asking for this for so long. I mean... I've been reporting on every rumour and scrap of little piece of information (laughs) and possibility of it happening for years, yeah. The the best thing about it, right, is clearly the cast wanted to do it. Like, it doesn't feel like anyone's being forced to go, oh, no, contractually, we said you're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's every single one of them wanted to do it. And because, I mean, you can't go past the the, the, uh, table read they did for uh, during COVID. 
clearly all of them are still great friends, even though they did cut Donald Glover out of a chat message, a message group. <laughs> um, um, and and the fact that they even then after that did an episode and just hung out of uh, the darkest timeline, clearly they are really good friends and they want to do it and they, they miss each other and they want to do it. So it's like it's it's the best case scenario if, someone's, if you're going to bring something back like this. Do we have any concerns? Oh, I mean, there's always the risk it's going to suck and we're all going to be crushed. But <laughs> let's that hope just it, be the it gas doesn't leak get to that episode. <laughs> gas leak movie. But yeah. I mean, we've we've already had a pretty awful season of the show, so I feel yeah. like you know we've we've experienced the lows. So we've proven I, that that someone coming back from that can make the show good again. So I have faith in Dan Harmon to be able to pull that together. I, do, I don't think for a second think the chemistry won't be there. I think the, the cast chemistry chemistry will be there no matter what. That would be easy um, because they have remained obviously so close in real life, which is great. I guess the question is, yeah, what, what party community does it lean into? Does it lean into doing the meta stuff? Is that going to be enough? Is there a good idea out there? But honestly... Any, any more community in any form, whether it be another 20-minute episode or an hour and a half movie or whatever it is, I'm excited for. We could always do with more community, I think. I I just, do, I'm yeah, just I, stoked it's officially fucking happening now after all this time. Yes. I don't, I don't... I'm not worried at all that they don't have a good idea for it. I don't think they would do it unless they had a good idea. Unless they were desperate for money. Although, no, you know, that's not but even true. Let's think I about think, them all, The thing is, community is not them a massive moneymaker. What'd you say? I don't think any of them are really desperate. Dan Harmon's not desperate for money. He's got that's true. Rick yeah, he's and Morty that's killing it. Alison Bree's doing great things. Danny Pudi's doing great things. Ken Jong and John McHale are on reality TV shows <laughs> as hosts. <laughs> Gillian Jacobs also doing good things. Like, yeah. I mean, Donald Glover, I guess he's doing some stuff. I guess he's busy. Yeah. I guess. So it's like, I don't, they're not doing it because of that. That's true. I think if, if Chevy Chase came back, he would be. <laughs> uh, in other reports, Deadline is reporting that Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul team Vince Gilligan and Ray Seahorn, I believe her name is, have been given the go ahead for a two season show on Apple TV Plus. Like the community movie, but probably with much bigger numbers, there was also a bidding war for the post Better Call Saul series, with Apple winning out with a multi year deal. So that's why it's got two seasons off the bat. Not much is known about what the series will be, but there have been rumours it might be veering towards science fiction, possibly in the realm of the Twilight Zone. Uh, are we excited about Vince Gillian's next series? Wow. Resounding, <laughs> not really, apparently. I mean, as long as it's not in that universe, I it's think apparently he's done not. That. It sounds like he's moving on from that, yeah. That's good. I mean, I'll be, I'll be excited to see if what else he does. Because like, all I've known of him is Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He started, I think, Call on the Soul. X-Files was his like, oh, original Oh, interesting. Going back to his yeah. roots. Yeah, that's what sounds like he might be going back to his sci-fi. Oh, imagine if he just brought back the X Files. That's been done uh, multiple times already. And <laughs> imagine how bad that would be if he brought back the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> the Y Files. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm yeah, excited about why this. Why are we making it? <laughs> I need to go back and watch. I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet. That's the thing Me as either. well. Um, which is probably why I'm not super stoked at this point. But I'll get to it one day. Have you watched Better Call Saul, Paul? No. Okay. Warner Brothers Discovery have announced that James Gunn is now the creative head 
of the DCEU. From Sam Bersanti at the AV Club, quote, Gunn and Peter Safran will serve as co-chairs and co-CEOs of the newly formed DC Studios division, which replaces the now-defunct DC Films label, label, which was most recently run by Walter Hamada, who left the company over some pretty clear frustrations over how Warner Brothers Discovery was running things. The plan is for Gunn to focus on creative stuff, while Safran focuses on business stuff, with both of, both of them apparently free to continue directing and producing other things as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Are we excited? I don't know anything about Peter Safran. He sounds like the businessman. He's the money man. Are we excited about James Gunn taking over as head of the DCU, doing the Kevin Feige of the DC stuff. Yeah, like his Suicide Squad movie was probably the best thing out of this whole like run and of his Peacemaker DC movies. TV show and too. The, yeah, mm. and the Peacemaker TV show. So yeah. if he's going to bring that energy to everything, um, I don't know if we need like an interconnected everything going together as one like Marvel. Um, if he's happy to just do a bunch of like weird offbeat movies and TV shows, like I'm all for that. Um, yeah, cause... I don't think as, as creative head that's likely to be the case though. I think they are tapping him to try and create a bigger world of some sort, make it a cohesive behemoth like the MCU. I guess I just trust that James Gunn kind of understands what that entails. You <clears throat> see behind a- the curtain. He has seen behind the curtain. He's made two great Guardians films and worked alongside other directors in Taika Waititi and uh, what else was Guardians in and the Russo brothers and stuff like that when he's, they've been playing with his Guardians characters and obviously with Kevin Feige directly. I think, um, I think yeah, he's a great choice and just obviously understands how to make quality character-driven and entertaining content. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so... Um, while he might not be the biggest aficionado on DC necessarily, I think he will be still be able to tap into the essence of characters like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and these sorts of characters and all sorts of weird ones that I'm not even aware of probably. Plastic Man or I don't know, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and do some fun things there and maybe make me care about the DCEU finally. Is probably yeah. the big thing. Yeah, I don't think I'm excited so much for him to be part of the, you know, to be running the DCEU. I'm excited for him that he's running, that he's gotten that opportunity because he's sure because like he obviously he had oh, yes. there was some things that Disney didn't like, well, yes. were forced into, um, and then <laughs> he was able to prove himself, and so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, thank that he's you for got- reminding me of that. The fucking trolls came after him, mm-hmm. tried to ruin his career. Not only has he resurrected it, he has now taken over his creative head yeah. and taken over from their Snyder god. Um, exactly. The DCU. So, Snyder, like, has been made it very clear that he still wants to be part of this DCU. Oh, he, he can, can say be he part wants of it. To. He just can't be in charge of it anymore. He can't yeah. be... He can't be you know, setting the tone or the agenda for these things anymore. Yeah, if he wants he to be a part be, of it, that's fine. Yeah, he yeah. can't be J.J. Abrams, Abrams, yeah. Abrams in this like he did with Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's not he's not there to make the decisions and, and sway people. Like, I don't think James Gunn would let that happen. No, James Gunn is going to be the, the one who has creative control. Mm. Snyder was seeing the tone before this. When they try to use him as their sort of overall vision, it's going to be gun now. So yeah, he can he can direct a film or whatever. He can be involved, but yeah, that's 
I, I think that's incredibly that's an incredible turnaround from where we were five six years ago. Whenever that went down, that was that's amazing. I, I yeah, go on. Sorry, Paul. Uh, he's been given the greatest gift of all, which is Henry Cavill returning. That's true too, as well. And like, I'm so excited to see what he does with Henry Cavill because absolutely has, the potential hasn't been used yet. Yes. Like he has the potential yeah. to be the best ever Superman. Absolutely. And I feel like we're going to see it. I hope we're going to see it. Do you think that was ever a part of the reason? I know Rock's saying he's the reason that Henry Cavill or Cavill has apparently so it said came back. <laughs> um, surely there was some must have been some idea that Gunn was going to be taking over, and that must have been involved surely. in sort of getting mm. him back. Yeah. Um, did you on that topic, The Rock? Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. has anyone watched Black Adam? Not yet. No, no. I have no plans to. Me either, especially based on how it's reviewing. Yeah, when yeah, the kind okay. of funny guys talk about it being the one of the worst superhero films they've ever seen, I'm pretty sure I don't <laughs> need to see it anytime soon. Fine. Maybe a little intoxicated when it's streaming. Yeah, I don't want to pay money, but I'll, I'll probably watch it on streaming. Yeah. When it hits binge, that. I'll watch it. That, that being said, all that being said, I am excited to maybe care about the DCEU because Guardians were characters didn't know anything about James Gunn made me give a shit about them. They're my favourite part of the MCU. He just has a way of getting to the point of making you care about characters. He just knows how to do that sort of work. And so, I'd love I'd love to give a shit about Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. I really would. Here's um, my impression of what's going to happen, all right? I'm one of the trolls on the internet. How dare you, MCU people, come over as soon as James Gunn takes over? <laughs> you guys, you're only here. This is your all, all bullshit. Uh, that's that's my impression of what's going to happen. Wow! If okay, we start, I'm sure, I didn't offend anybody who's listening. <laughs> well, it's not my podcast. <laughs> uh, due to recent developments in the real world, HBO documentary series "The Case Against Adnan Syed" will be getting an additional episode. Uh, have you guys been following... First of all, have you seen The Case Against Adnan Syed, the HBO documentary that's sort of a follow-up to the first season of Serial, the podcast that blew up about, what, eight years ago, whatever it was, um, about the uh, the murder of the girl Hamin Lee in Baltimore, um, and Adnan Syed, who was uh, the ex-boyfriend, tried and found guilty of her murder under very limited evidence has now been released because the state has decided they can't actually stand behind their own theory of the case anymore. Apparently, uh, there's new DNA evidence to suggest he wasn't involved. The DNA evidence is that uh, they didn't find any DNA evidence out of his DNA on the stuff that was tested, basically. Mm. But they do um, have more suspects, apparently, as well. Yes, there were two... Well, part of the reason... Okay, yes, we're... Getting into the weeds of it now. Well, I'm just trying to explain totally the reason he was released. Yes, they've they've found new. Basically, they've come across new evidence potentially that wasn't disclosed to the defence. Importantly, that could potentially exonerate Ardnut. Anyway, point being, did you guys listen to Serial, Liam? I know you did. Paul, did you listen to Serial? I listened to a couple of episodes and then I remembered that I fucking hate true crime and I stopped listening. I mean, that was the funny thing. That This was sort of the real start of true crime as a podcast concept. Mm. Um, it sort of set the whole thing on fire. Things like My Favourite Murder and all those ones really became popular on the coattails of Serial. Um, uh, I would argue those are the ones that kind of ruined 
um, and really tarnished the idea of true crime as a podcast um, format. Uh, but I'm guessing then you didn't watch the documentary series? No. Nah. Liam? I, um, yes, I listened to Serial when it came out. And after this news came out, I re-listened to all of Serial again. As did I. Um, and I had less... Uh, one of my biggest, our biggest criticisms mm-hmm. the first time I listened to it was that Sarah Koenig was seen very biased towards Adnan. Yes. And like we thought that she, you know, maybe she's not looking at it objectively. The second time I listened to it, I think that less. I actually thought it was the other way. I felt like at every turn she ended every episode where she had been more and more and more convinced that it wasn't him, then finding that one piece that would end episode saying, but this is the reason I, I still think he did it. Mm. It's like, so the button was always, uh, I I don't believe him basically, or mm. I, I can't fully commit to believing him. Um, I'm, yeah. I also listened to another podcast called Undisclosed, which was made by Rabia Chowdhury, the woman who initially told Sarah Koenig about Ardnan's case and then Mm -hmm. goes on with two other lawyers to really pick apart. And it's very... Obviously, this is a very one-sided podcast because it's all about people who already believe that Ardnan... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are people who already believe that Ardnan's innocent. But, like, picking apart the prosecution's case bit by bit and the evidence um, that convicted him. Um, And that was very convincing and is even more convincing when you realise that this the same arguments they made are the reasons that the state has now dropped Adnan's case. Yeah. Um, So, I... And interesting, listening back to Serial as well, Serial, I think I'm more critical of also... It sort of, I guess, when it happened, people felt like it was like, this is going to be a investigation that tries to figure out who the murderer was, which is sort of how Sarah did this. All I got to do is find this piece of evidence that, like... Uh, exonerates this guy and ends up being a really wishy-washy piece of... It's not really great journalism. It's good Mm. storytelling. It's terrible journalism, I think. I think Interior's gotten better in season two and three at doing that, but also became less sensational and so less people listen to it, even though the the reporting was way more quality in in the seasons that followed. Point being... If you're interested in this, there's plenty of news about it. And the case against Anand Sayed, a documentary I haven't watched because it's been hard to get in Australia. You have to pay for it on Apple um, TV, uh, is getting another episode. And I will almost definitely be watching that because apparently I have a lot of access to Adnan. And um, keeping an eye on the news about where all that goes. Paramount Plus are finally ready um, for tossed salad and scrambled eggs, officially picking up the long gestating Fraser... Reboot. The show still doesn't have an official title, uh, and all we really know about the show is that we'll follow Fraser living in another city with characters from the Cheers... Sorry, with no characters from the Cheers nor Fraser um, TV shows returning, if that makes sense. I think he's saying Fraser. Fraser? Fraser. That's how you say it. So, Um, not not Niall? No. uh, They're not going to be... Not in a main character capacity. It is possible like how Cheers characters kept showing up in Fraser... Um, like, is it Lillian? Is What's his uh, wife's name? Lillian, yeah. Uh, kept showing up in different episodes and, and so forth. And I think Sam comes over at one stage and half of the yeah. characters do from Cheers. That characters like Niles and Daphne and stuff might show up in this new Frasier show, but they won't be main characters. Are we excited for Frasier version three? 
No. That sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. What kind of what? question is that? <laughs> you don't like Frasier? What was that? You don't like Fraser? Fraser? Yeah, I like I like Fraser, but that this version of it sounds fucking awful. Yeah, why? right. Like, yeah. Why bring I mean, because he wasn't the best bit of it. Yeah, Those characters sure. were the best That's bit of that true. show. That's true. I guess the thing is, it's worked twice. Like, Frasier was on Cheers, then Frasier did Frasier. This is the third version of this. If it's worked once, at least once, if not twice before, why wouldn't it work a third time? Probably because I don't think that world exists anymore, that those shows were poking fun at. I don't think it's as uh, topical as it may have been then. You don't You don't think there's not if classist- it's Frasier. Not if it's Frasier. Oh, okay. I take yeah. that back. He better be a billionaire <laughs> and buying a I mean, podcasting a po- network or something. He's going to be a podcaster, yeah. surely. <laughs> yeah. He has to be a podcaster. There's no way around it. He's Everyone's getting do therapy a, now. How's that like not that fun it? anymore? Like, people call in. Everyone's getting therapy now. It's like, it's a lot more uh, mainstream. It's not a thing that you, that people are making fun of a lot, you know, back then. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, the stigma's gone of therapy. Sure, um, I, so, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that Niles and, and Daphne are gonna be main characters in this. It, I and obviously the dad, um, since that actor has passed away. But um, and the dog and Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, you're right. Was never the best. Bit. And the dog too has also passed away. It's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know friends of ours will be excited about this. Oh, I know I'll, a few friends I'll, who are going to... I'll definitely try and watch at least the first episode. I'll check it out, for sure. What's it going to be on? Uh, Paramount Plus. Okay. <laughs> Previ- previously announced War Machine MCU show Armor Wars is no longer going to be a TV show, but a direct-to-streaming Disney Plus movie. Uh, how do we feel about this news? What does this make you feel? I wasn't excited about that to begin with. Just the title and also the logo design made me go, that looks shit. <laughs> it looked like a robot No fan Wars. of War Machine? No fan of Don Cheadle's no. character? I can't remember the... Rhodey? Rhodey, that's Rhodey. right. Uh, I mean, take him or leave him. He's not really an important part of the MCU for me. I think we've had that criticism of a lot of MCU TV shows that a lot of them could have been movies instead. My thought exactly, Paul. So, it's like someone finally went, you know what? This will make a shit TV show, but maybe it'll make an okay movie. Which is instead. interesting, right? Because someone said the criticism, I'm not going to spoil anything for this because we we'll might be talking about it later. Someone gave me the criticism today about Wakanda Forever. It could have been a three or four part miniseries to delve deeper into some of the the um the aspects of that film rather than a film. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. I can see that. I can see that. But we'll talk we'll talk about it more in depth after. We'll talk yeah. about that in spoilers. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not necessarily excited for Armor Wars either, but I did think that was like did someone finally figure it out that you know what, we don't have to stretch this out over five or six episodes. Let's just make a two hour movie. Um that might be a strong instinct and follow that more often. Marvel. And yes, is is that? It's. I feel like it's it's going to be pretty interweaved with like Secret Wars as well, right? Considering Rhodey, but maybe and like the trailers and stuff for that have Rhodey in it and and whatever. I don't know. Um, I think in in the comics, the Armor Wars arc is like Rhodey having to like track down a bunch of Stark tech that was stolen. Essentially, like sounds like a TV show. Yes, it does. It doesn't sound like it's not. I wouldn't say it's a theatrical movie, but maybe you'll make for a good. 
you know two-hour Disney Plus film. Uh, meanwhile, development has reportedly begun on Disney Plus uh, of a WandaVision follow-up centred around Paul Bettany's character Vision, potentially titled Vision Quest. WandaVision creator Jack Schaefer is also apparently involved, just as she is with the upcoming Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, it's also been suggested that Elizabeth Moss's Wanda might make some sort of appearance Elizabeth in the show. Elizabeth Moss? Wanda. Elizabeth Olsen. Sorry. Elizabeth Olsen. I wrote this very late last night. These uh, Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda might make <laughs> some sort of appearance in the show, but who knows in what capacity. Listen, Elizabeth Moss might be uh, Wanda in a different alternate universe. You don't know. Just only um, Elizabeths. Just <laughs> only all Elizabeths. Liz Hurley gets to have a go as Wanda. <laughs> Uh, who else is there? Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> That's not a real person. That's Hillary Duff. That doesn't count. It's a multiverse. It doesn't matter. Uh, Elizabeth, what's her name from Debicki. Zach and Miri? <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Becky. Um, um, Banks. Elizabeth of. Banks, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, All would be excited? great. <laughs> I'd like to see it. <laughs> are we excited about this potential vision-centered show, Vision Quest? Only because of how much I loved WandaVision. Totally. Mm. Um, and then and Jack Schaefer is involved as well. I mean, if she's behind it, that's awesome. Yeah. She did such a good job with WandaVision. I'm way more excited about that than I am about Armor Wars. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're more invested in the character of Vision. And also <laughs> yeah. where we left off with Vision was a very interesting place. Um, no spoilers for WandaVision, but like where that left off leaves a lot of question marks. I didn't have any question marks about Rhodey after the last I, time we my saw him. My question mark in- is... Fucking Wood Soldier, yes. This two-hour film with Rhodey in it will more than double his screen time in every MCU film he's been yeah, in so far. Yeah, that's what they're doing, mate. <laughs> this is... Well, yeah, what do you think WandaVision did for Wanda and Vision? It, mate, brought those characters in the background um, to the foreground. I mean, Can- Wanda and Vision had way more screen time than Rhodey has had in the MCU. That's not true. Absolutely, He was in the true. first Iron Man, the second Iron Man. He wasn't in the first Iron Man. That was a different no, actor. But it was a different Rody same was, character. Don Cheadle was it. Rhodey was, though. Yeah. And he let's just remember that Don Cheadle won an, an, was it an Emmy for his two seconds in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. In Falcon and the Soldier, he did. Exactly well, right. That's fucking ridiculous. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, with India, they're Jones- trying to get him an Oscar. That's what that's what it is. They're trying to get a that Oscar. I think he can get an Oscar for a streaming movie. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, with India Jones Five on the way, Disney has begun developing an indie TV series for Disney Plus. Apparently, not even Disney knows if this show will be a sequel, prequel, spin-off, or reboot. So it's anyone's guess at this point. Uh, how do you feel about the idea of an Indiana Jones Disney Plus TV show? Um, Brod and I talked before. about this. Brod this and I talked f- about this before seeing Black Panther. Yes, and we threw around ideas for who could play maybe a younger Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Keery from Stranger Things plays it yeah. in there now. Anyway, He's, that's like that's all I can. He, like, he has the energy, but I don't know if he has the looks. <laughs> Like he, he, he's a he's an attractive person. Like he's very attractive, but he's not in the same way as Harrison Ford. Who's the guy that plays Billy? Um, the Australian guy, Billy. Oh uh, yeah, he's got uh, an um, interesting name. The Australian guy. Anyway, yeah. the guy with the mullet. He's he look. He's got more <laughs> got the looks that you would expect from an Indiana Jones. Yeah, but, mm, but type I mean, than Joe Keery. Yeah, 
I mean, but last time they... <laughs> da- last Dacry time they, and Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Just came to me, yeah. Um, isn't it Dacar Montgomery? I think that's Dacre. D-A-C-R-E. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's a stupid name. I don't last know. Time they, last time, though, they figured more on... They figured... <laughs> they focused more on how Harrison Ford looked younger. They kind of screwed it up with with Solo. So let's just... Let's not think about how he looks and how he acts. Let's just think about it as its own thing. Well, remember just remember, when, we have had a whole franchise of, of yes. movies of a young Indiana Jones already. Or a TV show. Like, oh, yeah. there was... There, there have been multiple people who have already played young versions of Indiana Jones, and I think an aged up, uh, like an end of his, like in his nineties, Indiana Jones. Um, so it's not like a recast is anything new. I still love the idea they should do a short round series. Yeah. Now that that actor is back, thanks to everything, everywhere at once, come out. Of still retirement. haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, like. Get past the fedora to him. He's the he 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 is the the obvious torch bearer or the the person to pass the torch to. I think. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, hopefully it's about like something that people care about. It's not like the Friday Thirteenth reboot where it's about the Crystal Lake and no one gives a fuck. Well, like, it's about the Crystal Crystal a- Skulls. That's what it's about. <laughs> now I suppose you can't make a Henry Jones one because he wasn't exposed to he he definitely didn't have a past of being an adventurer before the Last Crusade. Anyway, uh, Jody Whittaker's run on Doctor Who has come oh, to sorry, an end. Sorry, yes, sorry, yes, yes, yes. Shia yes. LaBeouf you clearly ready to make a Shia LaBeouf. That's not even funny. Jodie Whittaker's <laughs> run on Doctor Who has come to an end, but rather than regenerating into the previously announced new Doctor Shudi Gatwa, she instead changed into David Tennant. While Tennant was already the 10th Doctor under the then and again now showrunner Russell T Davies, he's officially been dubbed as the 14th Doctor this time around, with Gatwa presumably being the 15th Doctor when he eventually arrives. Tennant will appear for a series of three episodes in November of 2023 as part of Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, the big 60th anniversary. The biggest news, however, might be that going forward, Doctor Who will stream internationally on Disney Plus in a deal that apparently includes an increase in budget for the show, which in the past has basically been held together by string and sticky tape. The show will still air on the BBC in the UK, but this is the first time in 60 years that Doctor Who hasn't been on the ABC in Australia. So, a lot of big news there. First, the David Tennant news, um, but also the Disney Plus news. Uh, any reactions to this? Paul, you don't have ever watched the show, mm. so I can't imagine you give a shit. Like, I mean, I, I think this might be the first time I, I watch Doctor Who with this new reboot. I reckon it would be a good time to jump in. I reckon yeah, absolutely. with a showrunner change, with David Tennant coming back, it'll be a bit of nostalgia, but I think he'll find a way to make it accessible for everybody. You could probably skip the David Tennant stuff if you really needed to. Or just like, jump to shoot again. Because, I mean, clearly, up. yeah, yeah. Because clearly this David Tennant thing is, I mean, yes, it's awesome to have him back, but like it's, that's going to bring people back to the show. Like, think about it's yeah. already it's already had such a big it's impact. Bringing back the fans they've lost. The fans that they've lost, Exactly. From that era, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, okay, they bring him back, they bring the audience back, they make it more accessible. This is a this could be another research, another regeneration. Well, apparently <sighs> it's one of the UK's biggest exports at the moment is Doctor Who. Like it's doing 
gangbuster numbers, not not just in terms of like people who are watching it, but in terms of the merchandise and stuff. It's mm. a huge, huge brand now. And the idea of it being on Disney+, Plus, not quite having its own channel like Star Wars and Marvel, but being there, um, you're getting that like new episode this week front page treatment that people are going to see while they're also searching to go watch The Lion King or whatever else is... <laughs> Pick your version, whichever version you prefer. Um, I'll judge you on it, but pick your version. Um, is very exciting in terms of potential brand growth. And also, but when Russell T. Day, before he was cut, he was coming back as showrunner, had said that if he was in charge of Doctor Who now, and he now is, he would try and do an MCU and have spin-offs, which people have been asking for for a, for a long time. There's already... We've had spin-off shows like Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Chronicles. But like... Could we finally get some time with Paul Gann as uh, the Eighth Doctor beyond just his one movie and then a couple of cameos and his audiobook stuff? Like Paul McGann, McGann sorry. Um, like this is the or could we even get like if David Tennant enjoys coming back to the role? Go and do a spin-off series that involves more of the Fourteenth Doctor or go back to the Tenth Doctor adventures we didn't see or. Get Matt Smith to come back and do a miniseries or whatever. Uh, spin-offs with Donna and Amy and Rory and fucking oh, yeah. like just keeping up like with the companion ponds. stuff. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> just just like uh, a sitcom of the ponds would be great. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't need to see them in outer space or different times. What, I just need to see them at home. <laughs> what happened to the Doctor's daughter from the episode The Doctor's Daughter? I think her name was Jenny. Like, Let's I want have to see a River Song, a River like Song a young, series, a young River Song series, a, yeah, a River Song series. One of her other regenerations that we didn't see. Like, there are so many things you could do. Um, now they've got the budget, and even just the idea that Doctor Who is going to look, you know, potentially look on qual- on par with like a Disney Marvel show or something like that. I I do worry that a budget might ruin the magic of Doctor Who to some degree. Um, but I know it's exciting times. I'm excited. Me too, Paul. Either jump on now or <laughs> at least jump on at the start of Matt Smith's run. No, You're a fan uh, of Matt Smith now, uh, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I've decided I'm going to start with this new series. Okay, you can I go will... back. I went back, and that's how. Broad I... has Broad has a list in his. He keeps in his wallet. Oh, I can of <laughs> all the best episodes to watch if you want to get into. I Dr. just Dr. hand Who. them out to people on the street. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like they join the they're church of Doctor Who. <laughs> These are the episodes you need to watch to get into it. It doesn't door knocking. Yeah, basically. Have you heard about Lord and Savior? Yeah, the Doctor. The Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he I, he might legitimately be the Doctor. They might legitimately be my favourite fictional character in all of any media ever, just because of how versatile and like um, evergreen they are. Yeah, you can just refresh that. The, idea the, it, I still constantly. think Doctor Who is the most is the the most brilliant TV show in terms of its ability to just in universe refresh itself whenever it needs to. Mm. It's fucking genius. It's run for 60 years for a reason. Anyway, in casting news, Henry Cavill, or Cavill, will not be returning as Geralt Geralt, Geralt of Rivia for Netflix's third season of their Witcher series. Nevertheless, the show will go on with Liam Hemsworth taking no, over. Fourth, as- fourth season. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Uh, so the third well, not season. Sorry, after. Sorry, you're right. He will be returning for the third season after the third season's done. Thank you. Wrote this very late. <laughs> From fourth season onwards, 
He will be replaced Elizabeth by Liam Moss. Hemsworth <laughs> taking over as the titular Witcher. How do you feel about this news, Paul? I am so hyped because this means I get to stop watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> this not this the reaction show, I was expecting. This show um, I maintain is like one of the worst written shows on TV. It's fucking terrible, but I watch it because of Henry Cavill. Um, he's gotten me through it. Whenever he's not on screen, I'm always saying, "Where is Henry Cavill?" Um, which unfortunately is a lot. And all the other characters, all of them are just terrible. And I hate all of them. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's gonna be. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, truly, that he is leaving this show. And apparently, he is leaving the show because he's he was very unhappy with the writing. He loves this franchise yes. and he's just seeing it go further and further away from the source material, which is so passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I understand it. It is a, it's a truly awful show. I, I don't understand how Damas loves it so much. I hate to bring this up again, but how bad can it be? You love <laughs> Upload. <laughs> you know what? At least in Upload, you know what's going on. That's true. Like yeah. season, season one of The Witcher- the last, the season finale, I still didn't know when in the timeline we were. Like, they, they're they jumping around in four different timelines. All the characters don't age, and they don't use any other way of differentiating between the timelines. I think they were trying to be clever, but what it means is that you have no idea when anything is happening, what relation to everyone, everyone else is... And it's just it's just awful. It's just an awful show. Clearly, you need to do an episode of Hot Topic Off Topic, not Hot Topic Off Topic, Hunting Seasons, uh, about The Witcher and have Paul on because I would listen to that. I haven't watched <laughs> nah. the show because I tried to watch the first couple of episodes and, yeah, I was confused. <laughs> it, it's terrible. It's just so... Uh, it's just uh, angry. It angries my blood, especially because I've, I've sat through two seasons of it. It makes me even angrier. <laughs> I uh, I haven't uh, watched any of the show yet. I haven't got around to trying. Uh, so, I don't have any investment. But it, it just should be said, it does not seem like this is an upgrade. Um, it's... it's mm, Good luck. Keeping your audience uh, when Liam Hemsworth... No judgment on Liam, but you ain't no Henry Cavill, mate. Um, Aubrey Plaza is joining WandaVision spin-off Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, in an interview with Vanity Fair about being diagnosed with MS while filming WandaVision, Emma Caulfield, who played Dottie, and more importantly, Anya and Buffy, announced she will also be returning for Coven of Chaos. That was a very sad news, uh, news story as well, her talking about her MS um, diagnosis as well, but I'm excited for her to be in um, this new Agatha Harkness show. Uh, we're excited about either Emma Caulfield and or Aubrey Plaza um, being in this new show. Absolutely. Love yeah. them both. Love, love it both. It seems actions. like a little obvious casting to have Aubrey Plaza in a witch show, mm. but, you know, lean into what you're good at, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because isn't that her uh, Twitter handle is, like, awful witch or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I just think of, like, I think of April more than anything. We don't know if she's going to be a witch. We uh, we don't, but it's I mean, a coven of chaos, not so going I'm going to gonna guess. Well, I mean, there were rumours that she was a witch in... Uh, in WandaVision, it didn't really pan out that way, but it could still turn into that. 
Yeah. Um, so it's not impossible either. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, Alia Shawkat, Merritt Weaver, and John Noble are all joining Apple TV Pluses and Ben Stiller's breakout sci-fi series Severance for season two, which began production in the last month. That's a fucking yes. good list of new cast members uh, for a show that is already stacked with an excellent cast. Oh, that, that I am sounds very so excited. If this so casting announcement was that all the new characters were going to be played by Liam, Thames- Liam Hemsworth, <laughs> I'd still be like, excited. <laughs> this should, like, they could do whatever. I trust them, you know? Uh, right Absolutely. now, us not doing a, a Severance Season 1 review episode is my biggest regret for this year. Um, because it really is probably my standout show for the year so far, and we didn't review it properly. I'm super excited for season two, and that, yeah, that's a fucking stacked cast um, to be joined, and that's very exciting. Uh, after being teased in the final episode of season one, Tony Danza is officially joining, and just like that, he will apparently appear as himself, <laughs> who in who in show universe will be acting in a sitcom opposite the character of Che. How do you feel about this, Paul? Am I even bother asking you, Paul? <laughs> well, I know we all love Che, um, so <laughs> this Sorry, casting- you. <laughs> you're right. Uh, this casting announcement means that we'll get a lot more Che screen time because Yay! she's obviously they're building the Che universe and, and introducing <laughs> to all the things that made her uh, made them, them who they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, how could you go wrong? Like, so good. <laughs> In cancellation news, just one season season short of completing its supposed five-season plan, HBO has cancelled Westworld. Woohoo! Um, did you Biggest end up watching twist season... yet. <laughs> did you end up watching season four, Paul? I watched the first episode and I was struggling and I gave up. Yeah. Um like well done on finally getting there or not just trying to you know scramble through maybe this is the one upside of the uh warner bros discovery merger is that they were went wait a second why are we spending money on this show that no one's watching as it has turned to shit more and more every season um but yeah boy did they take a long time to cancel this show yeah, they had and one excellent season and nothing else well you know season three or season sorry season four Season four was the latest season. Yes, yeah. season four, yeah. So that actually cost like $30 million more for as a total season than House of the Dragon, the new House what? of the Dragon. So they actually were paying more money for Westworld season four than they did for House of the Dragon, which obviously outrated it like tenfold or whatever. I so. think this needs some sort of like investigation from... Like that's that sounds like a money embezzling scheme. There's no way... They should be spending that sort of money on. Yeah, apparently it was one hundred and sixty-five million to make season four of Westworld. Well, and they won't be and they had to cast <laughs> the same character four times in House of the Dragon, like four different actors. <laughs> played them. It's like, it's true. How are they saving that much money? Uh, while they're in a cancelling mood, HBO also cancelled the officially announced but not quite yet in production latest revival of Degrassi. Um, are you any thoughts on this, Paul? Upset? I think I think Damascus would be upset if she was on to respond to it. I'm not sure if you're invested in Degrassi or not. I mean, I watched it as a kid, but okay. I don't think I watched any of the like versions after that. So gotcha. Uh, the Queerest Folk reboot Paul brought up in our last off topic hot topic has been cancelled after one season on Peacock. Uh, thoughts on that, Paul? 
look, I watched it all and I liked it, but I can understand because like all the characters were cunts. Like, <laughs> like you can't make a show with zero likable or relatable characters and then expect it to go more than one season unless, you know, the show has some self-awareness about that and that's the point of the show. But I think the show the show wanted you to like these people but also made them just be selfish cunts constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's sad because there was a lot of representation on the show that we were, we obviously don't get in a lot of shows. Um, but... Yeah, you do better. You know, if you want, if you want to make it, if you want representation on TV, make a good show about those characters. Cost one hundred thirty million dollars, thirty yeah. million dollars more than House of Dragon. Yeah. Uh, the CW <laughs> has cancelled superhero show Star Girl after its third season. Superman and Lois is the last Arrowverse show left on the network that once had what felt like about six hundred DC comic shows on air at once. Um, so yeah, they're apparently shifting to a more like older demographic, and so all those. Super- Superhero shows are basically on their uh, on on ticking ticking clocks. Uh, a Apparently, tweet, people yes. love Superman Lois. Yeah, I've heard it's good really about good. It. I've heard really good things about it. I've not watched it myself because it doesn't interest me, but it, apparently it's great. <laughs> Uh, a tweet from Colin Mockery has revealed that the revival of Whose Lies It Anyway, which we talked about earlier already, will film its last episode in January of 2023. No explanation was given, but Whose Line has lived alongside Stargirl on the CW. So that might explain why. As they go on a cancellation spree. An animated comedy, Tuca and Birdie, has been cancelled for a second time. Netflix originally cancelled the show after just one season, and after getting picked up on Outswim, continued for a further two seasons. Day one end up kind of watching anyone here watch Tuka and Birdie? Tamask loved it. No, no, she didn't. She Oh, I thought she did. She watched, I think, the first episode and didn't think much of it. Oh. From memory. From memory. Remember somebody loving it. Yeah, know. she might have gone back to it. Maybe she went back to it, but I don't remember ever talking about it. Okay. Much. No. She was yeah, I don't know. Paul, did you No. No. Okay. So release people, date news th- yes. that made Bojack, right? Some people Some involved. of the writers, some of the people involved with Bojack, yeah. It's not the creator of Bojack, but I think okay. people who were involved with Bojack from memory. Right. Uh, in release date news, Natasha Leon led and Ryan Johnson created murder mystery series Poker Face will premiere on Peacock on January 26th. Are we excited for Poker Face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My arms are waving for the podcast. How long until Glass Onion comes out? That's in December it's like, too, isn't it? Is yeah, that Boxing Day actually? I think it's a little. Oh, maybe. Something like I thought that. It was, I thought it was. Yes, this I think month. So, I think it is because yes, because Knives Out came on Boxing Day. Came out on Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure that Glass Onion is also coming out on Boxing uh, Day. I thought it was November 24th. Oh, if it's sooner, I'll be happy. Mm. Either way, between Glass Onion, which has already had a bunch of people glowing reviews from people who saw it on the um, the uh, film yeah, festival, 23rd circuit. of November. Sweet. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, on like Netflix. Nine days. Or is it being released in theaters first? I think uh, I think the week prior, it's getting a small uh, theatrical release, and then that's might have to go and get a ticket to that. Um, but that, and then what? Uh, oh, actually, sorry, I take that back. November twenty third is the theatrical release, and Boxing Day is the Netflix. So release. we were all right. <laughs> well done, everyone. Well done. I love it. Everybody wins. Um, 
so between that Glass Onion coming out and then this Poker Face show, there's a lot of uh, Ryan Johnson to look forward to, of murder mystery content to look forward to, and uh, who doesn't love a Natasha Leon show? Like, um, fuck yeah, I'm I'm ready to go with that one. My my question is though, regarding Glass Onion, would you guys do the theatrical release or oh yeah, no, absolutely. It- Shit, yeah. So, so you're going to? Um, yeah. I, I didn't if realize I it was can. coming out so soon. I, I'm, the marketing need to remind me better now. I'd see some posters up to remind me. But yes, I don't want to wait until Boxing Day to watch it. Also, um, I love that. I just especially because someone about might it. fucking spoil the ending for me. Yeah. Like, you want to get out there and do which is, you know, a real upside of a murder mystery. You want to get people to go and see it. Make it something that's hugely spoilery so that people have to go and see it soon. Mm. Uh, Succession Season 4 will arrive on HBO in early 2023 or spring, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, announced alongside a teaser trailer. That looked great. Like more Succession. Can't wait for that. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Much like fellow fantasy epic The Rings of Power, HBO has indicated that The House of the Dragon won't be back on screens until 2024, though it is definitely getting a second season. And the first Avatar The Last Airbender animated movie will release in theatres on October 10th, 2025. We have a three-year wait ahead of us for something I've been waiting a long time for already. Um but it's great to have a like an a release date and an expectation of when we'll see some of this stuff finally and like trailers maybe in 2024. I That's don't think exciting. there's any other theatrical film I'm more excited for than that. I can't think really? of it. I don't think there's anything else that really reaches that level like nothing that's coming up of the mcu nothing that's coming up in the star wars universe like what other franchise can you think of that has a theatrical film coming out that's more exciting than that i mean it's nuts to think about a show that already does it's like fight choreography so well for it's like tv series if you can get a, a feature film budget um mm. man that's sh- that could be fucking great and i love those characters in that world so much I want yeah, it, and the creators it, are back as well. Yeah, I, I just, oh man, I hope it lives up to its potential, because like like Doctor Who, Avatar has the potential to blow up as a franchise, um, mm. as a property. It should be huge. It's kind of, it is kind of getting there bit by bit. It's like building gradually, um, even without any real content aside from a podcast, basically at the moment. Um, but you can just you can just feel it building. It's oh man, exciting. And I think we'll get the Netflix series, I guess, um, even though it's not by Brike. The Netflix series, at least season one, should arrive in between now and then. So we'll have something to to tie us over. Let's a hope little it's bit. okay. I hope it's it good. might do bad things. <laughs> yeah, could, franchise. It could. That's shit. true. Um, it can't be any worse than the film. <laughs> it's all. It's yeah, exactly. Uh, it's also worth noting that Australian uh, company Flying Buck Productions has been tapped to animate the movie, which will follow older versions of the Ang Gang. Um, I am not familiar with this animation company. I was a bit disappointed at first to hear that Studio Mia won't be the animation company that's doing it because they did all of or the vast majority of Cora, and that animation is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flying Buck did a bunch of the animation for the most recent two D Ninja Turtles show. And I've seen, I've not watched the show, but I've seen clips of some of the fight animation and that adds quite incredible, actually. Um, so looking forward, while well, the style of that show won't be what this movie looks like, knowing that they can animate kinetic action as well as they do is very, very, very exciting. Uh, in renewal news, 
Heartbreak High, Netflix's revival of the Australian uh, teen drama, is getting a second season officially, which is very exciting. I haven't watched the first season yet. I am oh, so, so excited good. about this. That, that is... <sighs> that yeah. was... that, And that was one of those rare Australian shows that seemed to do quite well internationally. I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. overseas who really enjoyed Heartbreak High as well. So, that's awesome. I imagine um, how I feel about that show is how people who uh, who in the UK felt about sex education. sex education and in America, Euphoria, loved both those shows, mm. right? But there's just something about it being Australian that really, yeah. really got me. And I think it might be, it has the best of both of those things put together. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it, you can feel the influence from Euphoria and from sex education very, like, it's, it's not subtle what they take no, them, but all but, in the best ways, and yeah. everyone who's in it is really great. All the, all the kids, mm. like the, the adults and stuff as well. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's very good. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Like what? if you haven't given it a go, I like, haven't bothered yet. But I'm not it, bothered. I haven't had the time yet. Go on. Yeah, it will be on my like list of best shows of the year. I'd, I'd say. I agree. Wow. Speaking yeah. of Australian TV shows, just briefly, did you guys end up? Did you guys watch Bump? No, no, because especially said after shit. I heard your review. Well, season although, two came out. The trailer and I looks good. Season three <laughs> is coming soon. I saw yeah, the, other the new day. trailer. The trailer for the new season. I was in like, oh, that actually looks really interesting. But I'm still not going to watch it. But like, it's it, it looked it looked like it it could be good. But it's it's original trailer for its future seasons. That being season one was not good. Um, <laughs> Anne Rice's interview with a vampire was greenlit for a second season by AMC before its first season even premiered. I don't know how it's doing numbers-wise, but a lot of people are really loving that show too. I'm hearing great things. Yeah, I wanted to that. watch it, but it's like on AMC. Like You have to buy the AMC channel on Amazon <laughs> to be able to watch it. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting I can't a little over do this. another fucking service. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. Uh, Netflix's adaptation of Neil Gaiman's comic series, The Sandman, is getting a second season. Apparently, the series was pretty expensive to make, so even though it reportedly had a lot of viewership, renewal was far from guaranteed, so that is excellent news. I've heard mostly good things about this, which has not always been the case for Neil Gaiman's TV adaptation. So I started watching it and I was enjoying it, but I have it's one of those shows where I was enjoying it, but I haven't been compelled to finish the season. So I oh, might I've tried, to it I've tried to read the, um, comics. the comics and I, I just couldn't get into it. So it, it, it starts, didn't really interest me. Sure, sure. Yeah, the fir- I wouldn't say the first stories are great in the Sandman comic books, but they get better from there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, entry 8,406 on my list of shows I need to get around to watching. <laughs> Reservation Dogs is getting a third season from FX and Hulu. Has anyone else watched it? Reservation Dogs? No, no but I've only no. heard good things. Me too. <laughs> entry 3,232 on my list of shows I have no intention of watching. Emily in Paris is also getting a third season on Netflix. It's Emily in Paris. Thank Four, you. Thank you for correcting season, me. Fourth season, you mean? Fourth season. The third uh, season's coming out in... Next month. Oh, fuck me. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I didn't look closely enough at the news, obviously. Um, and I'm pretty sure it, it was renewed for four and five. Oh, fuck off. Peacock comedy series, Best Girls 5 Ever, ever is coming. Girls 5 Ever is coming back for a third season, but not on Peacock. Instead, it'll be moving to Netflix. This was a question, uh, one I had more in there for Damas to react to, because I know she's been watching it. She's not here. Has anyone else watched Girls 5 Ever? 
I no. watched the first season and I started watching the second and I I just really struggle with this show. Like, yeah, I just don't find it particularly funny. Mm. Which, is, which is a shame for a comedy. Yeah, but I know people <laughs> love it. It's very like 30 Rock, that kind of thing. So if yeah, you vibe, yeah, if you vibe with 30 Rock. Kimmy then, Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. I like, out of the three, like Kimmy Schmidt, I really liked, but mostly because of the Titus character. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> In other news, after 25 years, 25 seasons, and 1,219 episodes, Ash Ketchum is finally the Pokemon World Champion. He wanted to be the very best like no one ever was, and now he is. Brod is so excited that you got to say that. I am, I am. Um, I, this news just got released. It's a sh- like the, the episode came out in Japan. It hasn't had its English dub yet, I don't believe. Um, it... They Pokemon Company just tweeted out, yeah, Ash wins. So if you're looking forward to waiting to the English dub, too bad. <laughs> um, but I've seen clips, and it's pretty amazing how good mm. the animation is in that final fight that he wins too. And I will say, as someone who did watch the anime when it originally came out, because I was actually the right demographic to be watching it then, mm. uh, I got a little emotional watching I it. I watched it, same thing, same thing. It has no right to make me feel the way I felt watching no, it. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I was just, there was a little part of me that was a little bit, yeah, this is- The relationship between Ash and Pikachu is still gets me, like- I it remember does. watching the original, the original Pokemon movie and oh, the movie feeling really sad, time. right? Yeah. Crying every time. And then it evoked the same feelings for me that that movie did. Spoilers for the clip. There's a bit where like all of Ash's previous Pokemon, including ones he released, like Butterfree and fucking Pidgeot showed up. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> This this it got was, me good. As soon as like the the first the new two, Pokemon games coming out next week, guys. I can't wait. Oh, end of this week. <laughs> holy shit! The first two that look at that you see, yeah, Bulbasaur oh. and Squirtle, Squirtle, oh. and then and then the, it's just like oh my god. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happened between now since the movie and this, but I still feel something. It's well, weird. It's, is it, it's is been it doing even, the same thing. It's not the same continuity though, yes, is it? Yes, yeah. yes. He's still yes. ten. He's still 10 years old. I don't know how when he's had 1,219 episodes, (laughs) suggesting at least each of them should be one day of his life, but he's still 10 years old. However, yes, it is. The continuity is the same. Hasn't he died like eight times or something? He died died once in a movie. No, Um, I I think he's actually... I read that he died... Died being died and resurrected times. multiple times. That might be true. I can't say I've watched all of those episodes, <laughs> not all of the movies. He deserves to be the, there is, the champion. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think the movies are sort of considered to be alternate. There are alternate, like, canons, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, they did a remake of the original, like, run of episodes into a movie that I saw when I was in Japan. Uh, no, I saw the sequel. No, I did say that. No, I did say that one. That I... I didn't understand a word of it, but mm. you got a you got a Pokemon for the game by attending. So I was like, "Well, I'm here. I might as well. I want this Pokemon." <laughs> um, so I watched in Japanese. It's totally. I, I followed enough fine with the story. I followed. Um, that, I mean, watching that clip, I followed fine. Yeah, what was totally. Going on. <laughs> totally. But the so there are like these little spin-off things. There are other animes that aren't tied directly to the. But but no, this Ash becoming the world champion. 
is the same Ash that we saw in the very first episode when he gets Pikachu and like that whole thing. That's the same Ash. That's amazing. Which is, I mean, anime does this. One Piece has been going for yeah, thousands of forever. episodes. So yeah. has um, Naruto and stuff like this. But um, but it's quite incredible. Um, I wonder what happens now. Is the show around Ash going to continue? Basically, every time a game comes out, they start a new season of the show where Ash goes to a new region, basically, and like mm. dumps all his Pokemon except for Pikachu and then starts catching the, the <laughs> Pokemon in the new region. Seriously, that's what happens. And just dumps them in the. <laughs> he just puts off them in the, the side PC. of the boat when he, they're he on their out. way to a new island. <laughs> Maybe the, the new season is going to be Ash now that his life has no purpose, like descending into alcoholism. Well, here's my thought: he may be the world champion, but he still hasn't cat caught them all. I want to be the very best, like no one ever wants. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. So his real test this is to catch all the Pokemon. The pilot. And you should know. The actual show. You should know. As someone who has a living Dex, there will be over a thousand Pokemon by the time this new game comes out. So he's got a lot of catching up to do. He definitely doesn't have one of every Pokemon. Literally. That's all I'm saying. Uh, one finally, of them will even evolve. Not 100% TV. That's true. Not 100% TV news, but close enough. Netflix's adaptation of Tim Minchin's musical adaptation of Roald Dahl's book, Matilda, will arrive on the streaming service on Is December that the title? 25th. Is that the title? <laughs> Uh, revive, it will arrive on uh, the streaming service on November 20th, December 25th Sorry, uh, It features Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull And Lasha, Lashana Lynch sorry, as Miss Honey um, Are you guys excited for this? Yeah. Because I am Because I Absolutely. fucking love that musical And those trailers mm. make me really excited as well mm. I'm yeah, so excited Love the original movie Musical is fun as well So uh, yeah No, no, wrong, wrong way The original movie is, is fun The musical... I love the mu- The musical is one of my top five musicals of all time. I fucking oh, love wow. that musical. That made me cry too. Actually. What are the other four? <laughs> um, <laughs> Les Mis. Uh, I'm not going to do this. Hello, listeners. Broderick here. Thank you for listening to this first half of this month's Off Topic Hot Topic episode. That's right. First half, due to the absurdly long length of the episode that Paul, Liam and myself recorded this week, we decided to split this episode into two parts. You've now listened to part one. And if it's not out yet, return in a couple of days to hear what we've been watching. Uh, And you can hear more uh, from the three of us um, on this episode of Off Off Topic Hot Topic. We'll be back in just a few days. So check out or look out for that in your feeds very, very soon. Thank you for listening again to Hunting Seasons. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 